At this time I would like to share something that has been on my heart and something that I've been learning in my life. Even though I don't look really old, but I'm not that young. I'm right somewhere in the middle, you know. Uh, but it, it's something that I did not arrive and I'm lacking in my life. And it's something that the Lord has been working in my life, in my heart personally. But it's something that all of us are in need. And the title of my teaching today would be A Lifestyle of Contentment. A Lifestyle of Contentment. So often we meet people that are content when everything is good. They're content when it seems like they have things in life. But nevertheless... Even those moments come to a place, they come to a place where they think that something is missing. And again, uncontentment comes into their life. There's so many young people in the United States that have everything. People that live in the United States live, live actually 70% better than the world out there. Think about that. People that live in the United States live better off than 70% of the world that is out there. And yet we find ourselves to still be uncontent. Still feel like there is not enough. Still feel like something is missing in our life. Yesterday we were at the store with my family. And we were just grabbing a couple of things. And on the way out I saw an older gentleman. Probably he's 70, 80 years old. And, and he's barely, barely walking probably. But, but yet there was a machine there that you put a dollar. And you hope millions to come back. And this old gentleman just standing behind, before this machine and, and just looking at this money that he's having. And, and, and just I looked for a moment and I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. Yet people are so discontent today. They're thinking that if they will win the lottery, their life will be beautiful. Their life will be full of joy. They're thinking if only, if only I can win this. But yet they're losing all their money there. And the people that are winning, if you read their statistics, they wish they never won the lottery because their families are destroyed, marriages are destroyed, their kids go into drugs. They wish they never won that lottery. But yet we think for a second that only oh, if I can have this materialistic things in my life, I'll be happy. Only if I can just get a hold of this million dollar home, I will be content. But the more we have, the more we want. And it never stops. But it's a condition of our hearts. Many people, let me, give, let me get even further than that. And, and I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can. But I also want to speak the truth. Many people look in their mirror at home when they go to work and they're discontent. They're discontent the way they look. They're discontent about their weight. They're discontent about how people perceive them. And nothing ever changes it seems like. And no matter how much we run, no matter how much we, we, we are on diet, no matter what happens, we're still discontent. Because it never ends. The contentment, it's not found in there. But it's found in Jesus Christ. Many people even go to the place of, what, what if I do a little surgery? What if I even, maybe I'll look a little bit beautiful. Maybe, maybe somebody will love me a little bit more. Maybe somebody will pay attention a little bit more to me. Because I hate myself. I don't like how I look. This contentment that gets a hold of our life. And it can actually bound us and ruin our life. But the Bible says that you are made in the image of God. And God loves you the way you are. And when you come before the throne of God. None of those things matter. But what matters is the heart that all the things come from. It's my heart and your heart.
You see, being content is not what you have, but who you have in your life. It's not what you possess, but what you possess in your heart. And it's the relationship with our almighty God. You might have nothing, but yet you might have everything if you have God. Joy and fulfillment are not measured by what you have, but by what you don't have. And yet, you're still content. Think about that. Joy and fulfillment in our life does not measure to what we possess and what we have. But it's measured by, by what we don't have. And yet, we're still content. Let's look at the Word of God in a few passages that the Bible is teaching us and guiding us to be content. And Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 verses 11 through 12. We do not just become content, but we have to learn how to be content. We have to learn. It's a learning curve. It's a learning thing that we're going through. And Apostle Paul in, in Philippians chapter 4 verses 11 through 12 says this. Not that I speak in regards to need. For I have learned. Say learned with me. Yeah. Learned. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. And I know how to be abound everywhere and in all things. Say all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to be bound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's powerful. I'll be honest with you. So often I took this scripture out of context. And kind of you, you use, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But Apostle Paul in the context that he's using the scripture. He's using that. I have to be content. And even though I am poor. Or I am hungry. Or I have to the fullness. The state of my heart still has to be content. And even though when it seems like I have nothing around me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In different words he's saying sometimes maybe I can't do it in my own strength. I can't do it in my own knowledge. I can't reach to this place where I can be content in the Lord. But nevertheless, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In every state, we are to be content. So the question that we might have, how do we learn to be content? What is the journey that we can maybe understand better? A place that we can come to, that we can say, you know what? Maybe I'm not fully there, but I'm a little bit closer to that point. And the first slide that I would, the second slide I would like to mention is by being grateful for what we have and thanking God for what He already has blessed us with. It starts from those small things. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 18 says this: Give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. Say all circumstances. All circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks to the Lord in some of the circumstances. In only the good circumstances. No. In all the circumstances. Give thanks to the Lord. For this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. You know that God has his hand on your life. Whatever what you're going through. Whatever what I'm going through. God is still in control. We're not given to the devil. We're not just given to this world to be torn apart. 
But in the midst of our struggle, God is still among us. God's hand is still with us. When we were kids, our parents were teaching us how to be grateful. And how to live a lifestyle of content. And we grew up having not a whole lot of things. We grew up on a farm. Really poor. But nevertheless, there were people that would help us. Even people from the United States. Somebody from Oregon. Portland, Oregon. They saw a picture of our family. Twelve boys, one girl. You know, all of us, 15 people in the home. And, and they felt bad for us. And they said, you know what? We're just going to help this family. We're committed to help this family monthly or maybe in a quarter. To just send them a couple boxes of clothes or, or food or, or some candies. And for us to receive candies, there was Christmas. Think about For us to eat bananas when we were kids, that was like a holiday. And not, I'm not talking even about steak now, you know. But anything was like a Christmas for us, a holiday. And our parents... I remember when we were growing up, they, we got those boxes from United States. A container would be sent. And those boxes would come and nobody was allowed to touch those things to open and to rip it off and eat. But all of those boxes would come in the middle of the home. And we would all kneel around those boxes, lay our hands on those boxes. And pray for the family. And pray for those things that were in those boxes. And being grateful for the Lord that God has blessed us. And I'm not here to brag, but I am here to tell you that when you live a life of contentment, God will take care of you. Even when you're in the middle of Ukraine, of a village that nobody knows. All the way from Oregon, Portland, to take care of His children. Because God cares for us. And when we find ourselves to be happy in the place where we are, supernaturally, God will send people in your life. And He will take care of your needs. Because there is no big things and small things before God. But we are the children of God. And God will take care of us. Praise God. Praise God. If you want to be content, do not compare yourselves to other people. Ouch. I'm guilty of that. So often when we look around and, and we see something cool, I want that. And now we spend a couple days like a detox. You know? Wanting that and realizing we don't have it. And worse than that, realizing we can't even afford it. And then we begin to envy. But Hebrews 13, chapter, chapter 13, verse 5 says this. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Wow. Our conduct as Christians, let it be without covetousness. Don't desire the things that are not yours. Right? And then he says, be content with such things as you have. God, are you serious? Look what I have. He has this and he has this. I have nothing. But the Bible says, no, no, no. Don't look around. Don't covet. But you be content in what you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Discouragement will lay at the door wanting to come into your heart, into your life and distract you from the peace that can come from being content. Discontentment will lead you to a lifestyle of compromise and always wanting something more. But by God's grace, we're here today hearing the word of God and receiving the word of God and say no to discontentment. And we'll say, God help you to be content. Now let's be real for a moment. Often we get things in life that we don't really need. 
but we just want them. More than that, we can't even afford, but we have a small plastic card that we can afford everything on it. And why do we do these things? We buy these things, we do these things, we try to obtain all these things. And the reason for that is to impress people we don't even like. <laughs> to impress our neighbors that we are annoyed by. To impress those people around us that I'm cooler than you. And that's the real issue. That's the real, the real reason sometimes we want to get things. We want to get those nice shoes. We want to go and be cool in school. We want all those things because we want to fit in or stand out. But if we're chasing after all those things, we will never be content. We will never be content. But the Bible is calling us and saying, no, you be content in those small things that you have. Be content. And God will take care of you. I will never leave you or forsake you. For a moment. Not even talking about for days. For a moment. He will not leave you or forsake you. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 30 says this. A heart at peace gives life to the, to the body. But envy rots the bones. Can you imagine like I'm standing here. Part of the reason also is because of the muscles. But mainly because of the bones. The bones that are standing. The bones that are holding this body. And the Bible says a heart of, of, at, at peace gives life to the body. In different words, if, if you're just grateful for what you have. If you're just grateful for the things that we already have. You'll have peace. You'll have life. You'll be joyful. But if you're envying other people. If you desire the things of others. He says that you will begin to rot from inside out. Think about that. That's, that's a gross picture, right? But, but Solomon here is, is bringing this picture that, listen, this is what the con, that being uncontent is. It's a poisonous thing that eats us up from inside out. Contentment is finding satisfaction with the small yet important things. Have you heard that? What a big deal. It's a small thing. It's a small thing, right? Oh, it's a small piece of bread. My grandfather was in prison for faith. And how he survived through prison. It was a piece of bread that he can look through it. And he learned how to cherish a piece of bread. When we were looking at him and his life. And the stories he was sharing with us. What he went through through persecution. Sometimes we were at the table. And a piece of bread, a crumb will fall down. And he would go pick it up and eat it. For him it was not too small. Because he knew the price of that bread. For him, it, for, for us to give bread to the, to the puppies, you know, that was insane. No, no, you, you kiss that piece of bread and you eat it because you pay the price for it. There is no small things. And here he says, contentment, when we are content with what we have, it starts with small things. Oh, it's, it's such a, a significant thing. Somebody gave me something small. Why didn't he give me more? You know? I ask for a hundred dollars, you know, and somebody just gave you a hundred dollars and, and then you're like, man, I should have asked for 300. Be grateful for a hundred. It starts with something small. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 8 says this. And having food and clothing, with this we shall be, what? You know that word better. What? Content. Content. The Bible says here, listen, if you have food, if you have some clothes to cover yourself, be happy. Be content. 
Because there are people also that don't have anything and they're still more happy than we are sometimes. It is the condition of our heart. It is the condition of my heart and your heart where contentment comes. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 6 through 12 says this. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. See notice that it says godliness with contentment. Sometimes we think that godly people don't struggle with being content. Forget it. We all are on the same page. It says godliness with contentment. It's a great gain. We have to work for them. We have to train ourselves to be content. We have to be reminded all the time to say, God, thank you for the things that you had given me. Thank you for the small things, for everything that you had given me. Thank you. Having a grateful heart. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we shall not take nothing with us. And having food and clothing with this, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptations and a snare. And into many foolish and harmful loss which drowns man in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For which some have destroyed from the, left the faith in their greediness. And pierced themselves through it with many sorrows. So often we think that money will fix everything. No, money will bring you problems if you don't know how to deal with that. Because money is not just a piece of paper. But it belongs to God. Everything that we possess belongs to God. And when we turn our focus away from God, that is the joy and source of life and happiness. And is the source of, of all this contentment. And we think that money will be this contentment. No, no, no. He says that it is the root of actually all evil. The root of all evil. Some of us might be here today that are struggling financially. And, and, and you can say, Pastor Pavel, how can I be content? You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know that the bills that I'm getting every month. You don't know that every, even after this service, I don't know what I'm going to eat. And you might be here today. But let me tell you something that God knows you. God sees your heart. And when we put our faith and trust in Him, He will send people along your way. And they will help you. They will, they will sustain you. Because God wants our contentment not to be in physical materialistic things that we have. But in Him alone. In a relationship that we have with Him. And when we have that contentment with Him, everything else will be okay. It will be alright. My brother, my sister, it will be okay with your soul. You'll, you, you'll finish this, this race strongly. Whatever what you're going through. Just develop a heart of contentment. And God will carry you through. Because we belong to Him. Praise God. Praise God. Socrates once said. He who is not content with what he has. Would not be content with what he would like to have. Think about that. I'm going to read this again. He who is not content with what he has. Would not be content with what he would like to have. Don't ever fool yourself. That only if I can have this or that. I will be content. If I cannot be content right now. I will never be content. 
Because the joy of contentment, the source of contentment does not come from what we possess. But it comes from what we have and is Jesus Christ in our life. Have you heard people that say, what if? What if I'll have a better job? What if I'll have a better house? Some people go even further than that and, and, and they think and say, what if I'll have a better wife? Or a better husband? What if? Well, you don't know. That's why it's what if. <laughs> right? But sometimes we, 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 we get hung up on this what if. And we waste all of our energy. We waste all of our emotions to what if. And this what, what if is destroying us from inside out. This thing what if can lead us astray from the goals that God has put in our hearts. This what if can lead us to a place where we can become depressed. And we, we can become old, like, like suicidal even. Because it's what if. But Jesus Christ has all the answers. Jesus Christ has all the answers. And I'm not preaching to you some stories that I have not been lived through. I've seen the hand of God in my life. I've seen how God carried me through. I've seen how God provided for me. In small things, in big things, in every way. Because He cares for us. My brother, my sister. Contentment is mostly learned during our trials. So often we say, oh God, take me from this trial. Oh God, take all these things away and let me be just happy and, and, and do all those things. There is a moment in season for that. I'm not arguing that. But so often... We want to be content and, and the way we become content truly, truly is through our trials. It's through our pain. It's through the moments when we cry out to the Lord and it seems like nothing, nothing is changing. But God is saying that now put your trust and faith in me. It's a deep dependence on, upon God. Psalm 32 verse 7 says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with a song of deliverance. You see, sorrow might endure for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. You might go through things in life. You might go through circumstances in life. But this is what the contentment should be found in me and in you, my brother, my sister. It's not in what we possess and it's not in what we can achieve. But in the moment you find yourself in right now. It's a gratitude in your heart and in my heart saying, God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for whatever you had given me. You know, I look back in my life and, and, and as I mentioned before that our family grew up really poor. But looking back, I think we were more content in that village when we didn't have a whole lot than now when we have everything. I had the opportunity to travel to do some mission work and I, I, I went to Mexico and, and just seeing people living literally in some board, board boxes. But seeing how they worship the Lord on Sunday. Coming to their home and seeing the joy that they have. You know why? Because they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. But their heart is full of contentment and joy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that contentment is found if you're poor. No. But what I'm saying is every situation, rich, poor, whatever what it is, we are to find the contentment in the Lord. In the Lord. 
Again, I want to mention the contentment is not measured or found in what you possess, but it's in what you do not have, but yet you're joyful. You're joyful. Understand that all that we have and everything that we possess, it's not ours. It belongs to the Lord. We just become temporary stewards of those things that we have. Because the Bible says that naked we came into this world and naked will return. We did not bring nothing into this world and we will not take anything Amen. with us from this world. But what we will take is a changed heart yeah. by the power of the Holy Spirit. What we will be taking with us are all those things that we went through life and still give glory to God. Through pain, through tribulations, through joy and through dancing. All belongs to God. All belongs to God. Being content is the state of our heart that is rooted in deep inside of our hearts. And there is that trust in the Lord. Psalm 9 verse 10 says this. And those who know your name. Put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. In the moments that we're going through. Where to seek the Lord. And those who seek him. He will not put to shame. He will not leave you. So people can laugh at you. But he will take care of you if you find contentment in him. In him. It is a state of our heart. It is a state of our emotion. It is a state of our mind. That, that we say God change my mind. Change my heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how many classes you take to change your mind. One thing for sure I know. When the Holy Spirit comes and changes our mind. And, and produces our heart to be content. It will last forever. It will last forever. The evidence of a mature Christian is being content in all things. In all the things. As musicians come, please. And we're going to be clo closing in a moment. And I want to talk a little bit about Apostle Paul. You see, Apostle Paul wrote that scripture for all the seasons in our life to be content. He actually was in prison. He actually was chained. He was, some believe, under house arrest. Others believe that he was actually in prison. And in the midst of darkness, in the midst of not seeing a light, in the midst of maybe even questioning things in life. God, is this what you have for me? Is this all the things that you have promised me? Is this the things that you have given to me? And now I find myself locked up. And Apostle Paul takes a pen in the middle of that prison. And he begins to write a letter. And he begins to say, I have learned to be content. I'm learning to come to that point that doesn't matter what the circumstances are in my life. Contentment comes in being anchored to Christ. Contentment does not come in what I possess. Because when I'm in prison, I have nothing. And my life is right there. I don't even know what's going to happen in my life. They might kill me tomorrow. But oh God, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm content in you. They might take my life. But I find my contentment in you. Because I've learned through trials. Through tribulations. Through hardships. To turn to you. Because you hold my life in your hands. 
You are holding my life in your hands. You can be the poorest person in the world. But if you are content, you're actually richer than the wealthiest guy in the world that is not content. You can be the most broken person in this world. But in the midst of that brokenness, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord. And you find that contentment in Him. You have achieved everything. God is not a God that you should lie. And He said that I'll take care of you. If you can only be content in me. Am I enough to you? Not the things that I offer to you. But am I enough to you? Is salvation enough for you? Washing you and cleansing you from the sin. Am I enough for you? And this is what the gospel is all about. This is what the Christian life is about. To be content in the Lord. It's possessing Him. It's a state of heart. A changed heart. The saying God. No matter what. No matter what. I'm going to be anchored in you. And by the grace of God we will finish. By the grace of God we will finish. Because nothing in this world will give you happiness and joy. Nothing in this world that you're looking for will give you the satisfaction. But the only thing that will fulfill you is the contentment in Jesus Christ. It's a state of heart that we are saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transform my mindset by the power of the Holy Spirit. God help me, help me, help me and change me. You might be going through a hard time, but I beg you today, I beg you today, don't turn away from the Lord. Don't think that God is not good. Don't think for a moment that He has forgotten you. But He remembers you. He sees your need. He knows the meal that you're looking for. He sees the bills that are piling up. He sees everything. But He says, find the contentment in me. Because I am the source that will answer the cry of your heart. But the more you're going to try to fix everything. The more you're going to try to fulfill everything in your own strength. In your own hands. It is the more you're going to be going through this journey. But it's in Him. And it's in Him. And if you're here this afternoon and you're saying, God, teach me to be content and help me. In those areas of my life that I'm struggling. That I just... Don't even recognize the blessings that you're pouring out in my life. I say, oh, they're just small, small things. Who cares? No, no, no. We're going to pick as my grandfather was picking up that piece of bread back and putting his mouth. Because he, know, he knew the price of that piece of bread from prison. And so are we going to learn the price of those small things that we consider, but they're not small. They're needed in our life. It's a necessity in our life. And our cry and our prayer would be, God, teach me to be content. Teach me to be content. I did not arrive. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this. But I also have an open heart and honest heart before the Lord saying, God, you know my heart. Take care of me. You deal with the situation. You deal with the circumstances. It's nothing wrong to want things. But it's something wrong when we're chasing after that. When we know we'll never get it. And we're just wasting our time. Because we aren't content. 
Let's live a lifestyle full of contentment that is based and founded on the foundation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And He will care for you. Think about this. You know the birds that fly here in the city? Even though the builders are in the way, but sometimes if you look up, there are birds flying. And God takes care of them. God takes care of them. He provides for them. Miraculously, they don't have to work hard like we do. God, God just says, you know what, I'll take care of them. But then He says, how much more you, 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 all of us as children of God, how much more we are more important than those birds before the Lord. We are more important than the things of this world because we are the church and the body of Jesus Christ. We are the children of God. We are the children of God. And He cares for you. And He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. But He will come right in time to take care of you. Find contentment in Him. And God will take care of you. Stand with me, please. If you're here today, that you will say, you know what? I live a life full of bitterness, complaining, and I'm uncontent. Come join me here, because I should be here with you too. Join me here, and we're going to pray and ask God to change your heart, to give us a heart to be content. Amen. God, we stand before you. You know our hearts, you know the state we find ourselves in. Lord, before a word comes forth from our mouth, you already know it. Jesus, you know our lives. You know the things that we're struggling with. You know the pain that we're dealing with. You know even the things that we want. All the things that are open before you. Lord, in the midst of everything, you still love us and taking care of us. Lord, if we think about our lives, we're not liking anything. But you're taking care of us day after day. Help us to be content. Help us, oh God. Help us not to chase after the things of this world, thinking that that's going to give us joy and prestige. God, all those things belong to you. And sometimes you withhold those things from us because you know that that's going to destroy us. You know what's best for each one of us. You know how much we can handle. You know much, how much we can do. But God, I pray that you change our hearts and you teach us. You teach us to be content. As Apostle Paul was writing this letter, when he was bound and he did not know what his life is going to look like the next day. But he said that I'm learning to be content in whatever state, in whatever circumstances. Because the contentment comes from our heart, putting our trust and faith in you, from our relationship with you, knowing that you will take care of us. Oh, Jesus, we can live in a mansion and be discontented. 
And we can live in a tent and be contented. Because all the things, all the good things come from you, O oh God. Jesus, help us. Help us, O oh God, to find joy. Joy in this Christian life. Joy, O oh God. Joy, O oh Jesus. To look to you. Who's going to give us strength. And together with Apostle Paul. As he's acknowledging and, and, and coming to conclusion that often we fail and we can't do this. But then he's ending. Ending this thought by saying, but through Christ I can do all things. Oh Jesus, at times we can't do it. At times we fail. But through you we can do this. Through you we can live this life. Through you we can be content. Through you we can be joyful. Because our lives belongs to you. Oh, what a day is going to be when we see you, God. And we're going to be with you. And none of all these things that we think that are important in this life, they're not going to matter. But what's going to matter is that our names are written in the book of life. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the cross. And thank you for your blessings. We want to praise you. We want to worship you. And we want to leave this place content. Content, knowing that you will take care of us. You will take care of our needs. You will take care of our families. Because we are your children. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.